You said you were ready. Uh, what? For what? How's 2023 treating you? Um, pretty good so far. It'd be really bad if in the next week it just went downhill, because this is a little ahead of time. That would really suck. But, you know, I'm hopeful that it's still good in a week. Yeah. All right. Hopefully you came back. Maybe you're here for the first time. Hi. So, uh, all right. Let's... Alex has a treat waiting to cool off. Oh, I burned my thumb getting it out of the toaster oven. So, it what really better? Hurts. I'm sorry. Thanks. I'm I'm glad that your year is still going well despite the setback. Yeah, I actually like wasn't uh, whatever. It doesn't matter. All right. So I said before the format, we're gonna start with a question that the other person doesn't know the the they might know the answer. <laughs> But the question is, you got one or you need mine? Uh, yours. All right. You, you questioned me when I said something about guests. Let's say we are, we are the Joe Rogan of weird parents. Yeah. We're, we, got, we got guests and they want to be here. Who are, some, who are some people you think we could have an interesting 20-minute conversation with? Or you just would want to have a... A quick convo. I, I feel like you know this answer. I, I kind of don't. I, I it, asked it. Oh. Dolly Parton. That's a good one. I would die for that woman. I love her so much. My dream... This is information no one asked for, but like my dream vacation is to go to Dollywood. I am dying to go to Dollywood. Um, I love Dolly Parton so much. She is just like... A national treasure and I think it would be so fun to talk to her all right and any anybody else any one or two more maybe um it'd be cool to have like Michelle Obama she's a dope mom she raised like two really great humans in like a really high pressure situation also like that is I do not envy that parenting journey for her um so that would be cool and then I don't know. I think that's all I've got. If they want to hit me up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. What? Um, email, Twitter, call Instagram. Me. Call you. Should we give up? Five oh eight. Um. So yeah. Okay. Who's yours? Uh, so one of the things I did think of was like Obama, but then I was like, I don't know what I would ask him. But I would only want to talk to them about parenting. Yeah. Like, that's like... But I also feel like that's a parenting experience that nobody else would ever have, so it would be interesting, but not particularly relatable. No, well, but, like, they still had to deal with all, like, the regular-ass stuff of being right. a parent of, like, two girls. Yeah. And, like, the girls were, like, like pre-teens and teens. Like, that's a hard time as yeah. a, a grown woman who went through that. <laughs> okay. I, I, yeah. So Obama did cross my mind. Um, you thought Barack, didn't you? Yeah. yeah well, I, I kind of straight Michelle. Yeah. Well, I, I kind of thought of both of them. Oh, okay. Um, I think Mark Hoppus would be one. Is he the? He's not the weirdo, right? Um. I I don't think so, but I also don't really know who you're referencing. The, the one, the, he's I, in Blink One Eighty Two, and he is it, not Travis, and he is not Tom. But it doesn't. Tom work. is the weirder Thank one. Thank you. Okay. okay. But yes. like, yes. 
Mark Hoppus seems like a very down-to-earth guy. He has a child. Um, yeah, and he just had cancer. That's wild. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I feel like if almost he did this podcast for me 20 years ago. Oh, my God, it would have been. Maybe maybe this would have been, you know, the thing. Uh, and the other one I thought of is Mick Foley. Who? Professional wrestler, oh. best known as perhaps Mankind or Dude Love or Cactus Jack. Um, oh, those shirts you always wear. I do wear some of his shirts. Uh, okay. Just a well-spoken guy and seems like an all-around good person. And uh, I love wrestling, so that's that's my answer. I tried to think of somebody... A writer, but there's no writer I think I would want to talk to, but that's kind of just because I don't really read much fiction. I I didn't finish a single book in 2022, so I can't. I can't. All right. I, my goal this year is to read more. So. It's, it's pretty easy to read more than none. <laughs> you set the bar pretty low this I in did. 2022. I, did. I was busy. No, reading, reading is hard. Reading's hard. I have three books next to our bed, and they have not opened. I think I have, like, five. But I did read a book in 2022. I, you, read, you read many books in 2022. Yeah, I, I am a consumer of books in a very bizarre manner. I will read a book cover to cover in, like, two or three days and just kind of spend all my free time reading it, and then I will not touch a book for months. Yeah, it's wild. All right. Uh, so... This is fun. We, we, as we said on the other one, we already recorded this and the audio was straight doo-doo. So we get to talk about it all over Nothing again. Nothing like re-traumatizing ourselves. I think it'll be better the second I time. I hope so. So we are going to talk about having a sick child. And uh, wh- why are we able to talk about this and be a credible source? Oh, that's a question for me. Um, so. No, I'm not expecting them to answer it. <laughs> Maybe they know the answer. Maybe they, well, some people do. Um, Oliver was born with a congenital heart defect. We did not know about it before he was born, so it was like, whoo, news to us. Um, he had two holes in his heart uh, that did not... That, that sometimes many people who have the same heart defect that he had, uh, they can heal on their own. With time as you get bigger, and his did not, unfortunately. Um, and so he went into heart failure, um, and at three months old, three months and one day old, sorry, he had open heart surgery to mend both of his holes at Boston Children's Hospital, which is why we uh, do so much fundraising for them, uh, if you've seen that before from us. Um, so, yeah, we went through a lot with that. So I guess... We know. Yeah, so like a, a real quick timeline. And so, born. We July, find out, July 2021. Yep. Find out day two or three, he has the heart murmur. Uh, I would say about a month in, we kind of realize things are... Bad. Not, yeah, yeah things aren't trending correctly. Uh, we start seeing some doctors at that point. Um, then about... He was seven weeks old when he was hospitalized the first time 
for failure to thrive because eating was forcing him to burn more calories than he could take in. So he was losing weight. So he got a feeding tube that was keeping him afloat, really wasn't doing much. Heart surgery was planned. Heart surgery happened. He is a healthy child now. Yeah. There is absolutely no expectation that anything will ever pop up again related to that. So, Woo. there's that. Um, it is, upon looking back, the craziest three months of my life, your life, I assume. Yeah. Just not good. <laughs> yeah. Would not do it. Would, would, would. 10 do not recommend if you can avoid it. Um, and I, I just want to say prior to this, um, anything we are, are saying about this, when we're, we're saying, um, you know, what you should do, whether you're in the shoes yourself or trying to help someone, um, I don't harbor any ill will to, towards anybody who did the things we say to not do because I, we had a wonderful support group. We couldn't have done it without them. They meant nothing but good and... Um, you know, and just, we hope that if you hear it, maybe you wouldn't do it to somebody else. Um, but and, and I think generally you need to realize that almost everybody has good intentions. Um, and I think some people probably would let the annoyances weigh on them as well. But uh, you, want, you want to give something or you want me to start? Like what? Like, advice on, on handling such. So, from which perspective, though? Like, where are we starting? Right, I'll start. I'll, <laughs> I'll steer the ship to start. Um, I'm going to say, oftentimes, saying less is the best. Um, a lot of times, in our instance, we were exhausted, mentally, physically. And kind actions were still draining. What I personally found the most beneficial was people just checking in. They let me know somebody cared, but it wasn't providing any more mental burden. Um, you know, I knew somebody who had this. I had this. Zero help. Zero help. Um, because you're just so lost in your own problem that like... That, it's it's not that. Yeah. The the also the problem with that was a lot of like and this isn't saying that anyone was doing this with this intention, but it's like the toxic positivity of like, oh, I know someone who had this and they ended up fine. And it's like, well he wasn't fine. Unfortunately. Shit doesn't feel fine right now. Right. And it was really hard to like, you know, even when we had hope that it would mend on its own, it was still like a lot. Um, and it didn't always feel good to be on the receiving end of like, oh my God, it'll be totally fine. Like, don't worry about it. It's like, well, it's consuming my entire being. I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm worried. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I also think that there were points in time where um, there, I wrapped my head around a lot of things before they actually happened. Um, I did not breakdown when he was uh, admitted to the hospital the first time. I kind of figured it out a couple days ago and 
prior and, and broke down. And then, honestly, by the time he had his surgery, um, I, I just wanted it. It had to happen. Like, it was... Yeah, we wanted... We were praying that they would tell us that he was going to have surgery because, like... It was, it was the fix. It was the last thing. Yeah. They didn't want it to have to happen, but if it did have to happen, there was no, there was no real worry that that, that was it. Yeah, that was where the buck stopped. But obviously, open heart surgery on a three-month-old is not what any doctor actually wants to do. No, it's so small. The, the wildest thing, to give you like perspective of it, the bigger hole in his heart was the size of a dime. And he weighed like 10 pounds at that point. It was insane. Like, it was just crazy. That's so big on such a tiny baby. Ah! But I did, I will say, okay, so so some things that some friends did that were, were really helpful in this vein were they would text me of just like no expectation of a response. Like they would start the text with like, no need to respond or like no pressure to respond just want to check in and that like gave me a lot of freedom in talking to people um that I really appreciated of like you know it wasn't something that weighed on me of like oh gotta text them back like nope they set the bar like if I don't text back it's totally fine if I text back in a week also totally fine if I respond right away great um and I really really appreciated those those types of check-ins yeah, I, I also would say if uh, you have a, a balance, probably any traumatic experience, check in later. Um, there was, is quite a bit of processing. Uh, we will obviously carry this for the rest of our lives. It's not the mental drain that it once was. It's just, uh, you know, yeah. uh, there. I do occasionally, when he goes to the doctor, be like, what if? But, yeah. um, but it's one of those things where, okay, he's healthy. Um, you know, a month later, you know, hey, how are things going? Yeah, and like more specifically, like how are things going with you? Like you, you the person on the receiving end? Because I would often answer like, you know, oh, Oliver's blah, and not yeah. really <laughs> pay attention to myself in this scenario. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I think that... Um, checking in's good. Checking in's good. And also, if you have the ability and you are aware that you are going to be going under some sort of stressful situation in your life, is going to take a toll on you. Mental health help was huge for us. Mm -hmm. uh, I believe before he, I started it before he was hospitalized, maybe after, I'm not quite sure. Um, but either way, it was really beneficial. I don't even honestly think that the person I spoke with was that great. Um, I just kind of needed somebody to talk to who had zero skin in the game. I didn't want to...
to talk to a friend about it because obviously they cared. I didn't want to talk to my parents about it because obviously they cared. I didn't really want to talk to you about it in the sense yeah, that... Yeah, well, like, because that's all you were thinking about. And... And I just cried all the time. I was not helpful. It was just one of those things where I had to... I had to get it off my chest. I had to say it. And a lot of times, you know, the, the person was just like, no, you're handling it really well. You're doing what you need to do. Like, you're doing a great job. But I had to say it, and I had to hear it, and I had to hear it from somebody who would tell me, like, mm, I don't think you're handling that right. Like, I think you should reframe it this way. And there were times where they did, and that was super beneficial. But I think seeking out the help mm-hmm. prior to it becoming even more overwhelming than it already was was beneficial. I mean, realistically, I bet you we all probably could benefit from it at any point in time in our life. Um, everyone should always be in therapy, but that's unrealistic. But I think when you, when you realize that you have an uphill battle, uh, if you, if you have the means, you know, use, use the tools available. Yeah. I found the most help. I also talked to a therapist during that time and it was medium help. The bigger help for me, cause like I was going through, I was going through all of it on top of raging postpartum hormones which were just all over the place so I was just like super truthful on all of like my postpartum surveys of just like hey how's your brain working and I was like not so great (laughs) y'all like it's not good I don't like it here um and by being so honest like my OB was very quick to be like let's get you on some medication to at least help like clear out what's happening in your brain and it it was really helpful and like you know I've been on antidepressants in the past and don't love the way that they make me feel all the time but I was like so far deep into this bad place that like I I needed it and it was actually like very helpful of just helping me see things a lot more rationally because I was breaking down every five seconds it was not pretty um you had to deal with a lot of it. Oops, sorry. It was just... Um, so none of us... Well, June did. Um, there's your June mention for the podcast. Don't say we don't talk about her. Uh, I don't think anybody... Uh, you, me, Oliver, ever got more than four hours of sleep straight. Mm-mm. And, like, I had to... It was uh, brutal. Every every night, I had to wake up at three in the morning. I don't know, middle of the night, like smack dab middle of the night, <clears throat> and run a feeding tube, and just stay awake for forty five minutes to do the process. It was, I mean, whatever. Yeah, um, and like, but it was just well, and I'll say like this is something we had done with Oliver and with June, like waking up in the middle of the night, that, that wasn't different, but because of the intricacies of using a feeding tube, like you had to be like awake, awake and like paying attention and like making sure you plugged everything in right. Because then you might, if you didn't, you might, you know, send his entire feed into his mattress instead of his feeding tube. Did it. Yep. It's called fed the bed. Um, you know, there were just so many things that made it, 
so much more stressful than just waking up with him in the middle of the night. Yeah, I mean, just everything was heightened stress. Yeah. And the last thing I think we'll talk about, because we're, we're getting... It's long. It's long, is if you want to help, in our opinion, the best way to help is food. Send whether, food. Whatever it is, either whether you're sending them food or sending them the means to get food, that's the move. Yeah. Don't yeah. ask, like, oh, how can I help you or what can I do for you? Like, don't make them think about that. Be like, I'm sending you a gift card. Where, which, which app do you use yeah, that's, to order food? That's the extent of thinking they have to do is Grubhub, Uber Eats, Is it Grubhub, Postmates, Uber Eats? Yeah. Do you, is DoorDash. There, you know, okay, do you want Chinese, Mexican? Like, you know, don't make them, like, tell you a specific thing, but, like, just, just a quick, like, oh, Chinese would be great or, like, pizza would be great. And then you can, like, do that. I, like, I still remember, like, one of the best things a friend did for us. It ha- actually happened twice. One of the best things friends did for us while Oliver was sick was bring us breakfast and coffee. And it was, like, one time when we were at home and one time when we were in the hospital at Children's. But, like, it was just, you know, when it was at home, our friend just, like, texted us. And they were, like, what's your coffee order? Like, how do you take your coffee? And... Then the next morning, there was, like, pastries, like, filling pastries and our coffees just on our doorstep. And he texted us, and he was, like, coffee's at your door. Bye. And it was just, like, great. Because it was, like, there was no expectation of, like, a chat or anything like that. Like, it was just, it's there. We're thinking of you. Love you. And then when we were in the hospital, a friend did the same thing. And I had to go down and meet her because we were in the hospital. But, like... You know, she was like, here's, like, real coffee from the outside world and a bunch of pastries. Don't know what you wanted, but, like, here's a ton. And it was just so nice to, like, get that sort of fuel um, and have people thinking of us in such a kind way. Um, And so many friends sent, like, gift cards for food. Like, it just, it was nice to remember to to take care of ourselves in those moments. Yeah, I mean, I think you don't realize it, but, like, Food is a time consumer. Um, Dude, cooking takes so long. And, and you have to eat. And, like, food can be comforting. Uh, food is very I, comforting. I mean, the <laughs> fact that I have a memory of eating a mac and cheese dish that I really liked in a hospital, like, kind of shows, like, the power of food. Yeah. Um, because yeah. Just, just for the, those 20 minutes. Yeah. Everything was okay. Like when we got it Anna's. wasn't. It wasn't. But like when we got Anna's. Yeah, I mean, oh my God. I fuck the delivery driver who almost got it, so I didn't get to go back on. <laughs> That's to... it's a very complicated story, but yeah. Um. So yeah, food. All Ten right, food. Food is so. Great. All right, that that that's about enough of a bummer. I hope we don't ever talk about another bummer. Topic again. I don't want this to be like the "This Is Us" of podcast. Is that the show? I that... don't know what happens on that show. I I stopped watching it a long time ago. Uh, just, we're not trying to be sad. No, but we will say, if you are going through trying times, especially as a parent or a new parent, um, and you want to talk to us or talk to me or anything like that, feel free to send us an email. Um, I, I'm I'm happy. To chat more with people. 
That's it. Uh, the flex zone is closed, but before I close it. No, it's it, 2023. The flex- oh, oh, it's wait. just permanently open? Well, oh. she said that. Okay. Uh, next, next week. These are going to tr- hopefully drop on Mondays. We will talk about dressing ourselves and our children and keep it light. Um, smash those like buttons. Subscribe. <laughs> all the stuff that the podcasters say. Review. What do they say? Rate and... Rate and review and smash that like button and... Okay. See you later. Toodaloo!